So, in animal life, basically it's eating, sleeping, sex, and fighting or defending. That's the four basic propensities of animal life. And in, human, in the human beings, we also see people eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. That also goes on in the human form of life. But um, the humans have a fifth propensity that animals don't have. And that's the intelligence to inquire into the Absolute Truth. Who am I? What is the purpose of life? How can I experience happiness that's beyond this, uh, that's beyond simply eating, sleeping, mating, defending, having a bit of fun, playing some games? Is there, is there some happiness that's beyond that? You see, the a animals are just so driven by their senses that they can't, not only don't, they, don't have, they don't have the intelligence, but they're just so driven by their senses to, to stop and ask these questions. Even if they had the intelligence, they're so driven that they can't do it. Like, have you ever tried to, um, you know, take a dog's attention off of food? <laughs> When the food's right in front of her, it's very difficult, you know? You'll say, Rover, and then he'll look and he'll look back at the food, you know? He's so intent on the food, he's so, he's so driven to get that food, right? So, uh, if, if we just use our, if we use our human body to simply uh, live like animals, just eating, sleeping, mating, and defending, then we've wasted the fifth propensity or the fifth ability that humans have that animals don't. It's just like if you had a, um, uh, actually I, I know some people like this in Sydney, who, who they had a really nice Lamborghini, right, that is, is able to go at really fast speeds, but they just drive around like 40 miles an hour, 40 kilometers an hour on Broadway and, you know, in traffic. And, and, and they never go out to where they can actually, you know, use the Lamborghini to its full potential. So they might as well just have a Toyota Corolla, right? If they're gonna, right? So just, just, just like, just like that, we have this fifth ability that to experience uh, happiness that's way beyond what animals can experience. But we're just driving around, cruising around, eating, sleeping, mating, and defending like that's all there is. So this is what yoga is about. It's about experiencing something better than just eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. I think animals can do that too. It just um, depends on their circumstances. But you won't see an animal like one dog up, you know, with a microphone, talking to a bunch of other dogs um, about how to improve their, how, how to get closer to God. You know, you can't, in the animal form, you can't, you don't have the ability to inquire to another, another one dog can't ask another dog, um, dear sir, can you please tell me um, what yoga practices I can do to get closer to God, or, or what, um, what book I should read. You know, animals can't do that. They just don't have the intelligence, or do they? Um, I think that can be on a spiritually high planes. Yeah, but do they, have the, do they have the ability to inquire into the absolute truth? Can they ask another? For example, there's one dog, he knows he's lost, right? Can he go to another dog and ask that dog, Master, please show me um, what I can do to realize God? Can't. Animals can't do that. They don't have 
I mean, what, what evidence do you have that animals can do that? Um, I've experienced telepathic communication with an animal personally, so I think that animal consciousness is quite not to be really taken for granted. I don't think it's... it's not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that animals don't have any intelligence. I'm not saying that they're, they don't have consciousness. Like they're, in other words, they're aware. They're they're conscious beings, just like we're conscious beings. But they don't have this. But our intelligence is higher than an animal's intelligence, a human being's intelligence, in the sense that they can inquire into the absolute truth. They have this ability to inquire. But anyway, we're going to save the questions to the end of the class, because if 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 we keep asking questions every paragraph and it's going to be difficult for me to get through what I want to say, okay? So if you don't mind, we can, you know, wait till the end. So, um, this is, this is like, uh, very important that um, we, while we're in this human form of life, which is a very small amount of time, very short time, it may seem like a long time, but it goes by like that, you know? Especially when you get older, it starts speeding up really fast. You know, a decade goes by like the same way like 30 years used to go, or other way around. Like 30 years, a decade seems like um, 30 years when you're a kid, but it seems like five years when you're, you know, 30 or 40, right? So um, time goes by actually really fast. So uh, we're only in this human form of life and have this ability to question for a very small amount of time. So. Um, if we want to know these things like who am I, what is the purpose of life, we're not meant to just try to figure it out by ourselves. I mean, we can try if we want, but it's very difficult because illusion is so strong, maya is so strong. We don't know what's, we're so easily deluded by, by maya, by the illusory energy, and we're plagued by imperfect senses, by the tendency to be illusion, the tendency to make mistakes. and. Um, the tendency to cheat when they're trying to f figure out the absolute truth. Who am I? Who is God? Etc. By my own strength, you know? Our eyes are so limited. We cannot, we cannot um, figure it all out by ourselves. It's like if we're in, a, if we're in a, an enclosed room, say if we, all, if we all grew up in this yoga studio here and it had no windows outside, um, and we don't know how we got here, we don't know our parents or anything, um, it would be very uh, difficult, or actually it would be impossible to find out things like who is the Prime Minister of Australia, you know, if there's no access to the outside world, and uh, you know, who my parents are or whatever. It's very difficult, we, we can have some clues like my parents must be Caucasian because I'm Caucasian, right? So there's a, there's a clue, but to know things for certain, we cannot know simply by our own senses when, when, we're in, when our vision is covered, when we're in a closed space and we can't see beyond that closed space, right? Are we going to... Okay. So... Bye. Okay, good, thanks. So... so <laughs> okay. So, uh, the, the system of yoga is there. It's not a system that somebody made up. It's not a system that was, uh, you know, thought up by a bunch of scientists or something. It's a process given by God so that people can come to know Him, can come to realize God. 
and at the same time become self-realized, realize who I am at the same time, simultaneously. So this process of yoga is, is passed down from uh, God to um, uh, someone. And then that someone uh, hears the truth, experiences the truth, realizes it, actually realizes that that's an important part, and then uh, passes it down to as many students as he has. Now, some of those students might take the, um, might hear the information and apply it in their life and experience uh, becoming perfectly self-realized, God-realized, and then some others might not. But of those who have, they may take disciples. And then those disciples take that same information, the same practices, and then they uh, take it into their life and then they, in turn, uh, may realize, become fully self-realized, fully God-realized. And then this is the system of parampara, passing down, right? So our system is not uh, simply uh, just trying to ascend, figuring it all out by ourselves. It's, it's, it's uh, receiving the information as it's coming down, you see? So, Instead of trying to grapple, grapple up, uh, you know, climb up the truth, trying to figure it out for myself, I simply receive it and I try to understand it. That's all. It's a much easier way of doing it. The problem is, is that, not really the problem, but the important thing is, is that you receive the information from the correct source. Because if, if you're, in other words, if you're hearing information, from somebody who's not linked up in this way, then it's bound to be wrong. So the, the, the listener, the, the student, the prospective student must um, check within their heart, check with um, the scriptures, check with uh, the previous um, spiritual masters. Is this true? Does this make sense? Is this what's being is it is this not different than what's being passed down directly from God? Do I have this clear, this um, confirmation within? You see, so um, in the beginning, the first step really of yoga practice is to find a genuine guru, a genuine spiritual master, because from from that from that point. Then, when I, in other words, when I have the understanding or I have the vision that this person is not a fake, this person's uh, bona fide, he's real, then I can simply rest and receive and try to learn and try to understand. But until then, I'm always like doubting, questioning, and it's, it's really hard for me to just accept this descending method of receiving information. You understand? So it takes, it, it requires um, faith in the person who I'm hearing from. That's, 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 so that's the challenge in the beginning, is to try to find somebody who I can trust. You see? Um, otherwise, if we, don't, if we don't trust someone in this way, then we're just going to be left with trying to figure it out with our mind. And that's impossible. It's not a possibility. You cannot figure out everything by your own strength, by your own mind. 
because you can figure out some things. You can see some things by, by logic and reasoning, but not everything. Our senses are very limited and our mind is very limited, so it's impossible to do that climbing up. You see, we have to find a source that we can hear from and receive the information as it's coming down. Okay? So the Bhagavad Gita, um, which we're going to read from, is a... Uh, is if, so if reading from yoga scriptures, yoga scriptures are not any different than... Um, the yoga scriptures, or the Vedas, the yoga scriptures are said to emanate from God. They come from God. So when, you, when we read the yoga scriptures, we, should, we, can, we can know that there is, it's the, the, the absolute truth coming down. And, of course, in the beginning, our faith is going to be very small in that. But as you take on, take on the practice of yoga, apply the teachings, you start to actually realize, experience from within your heart and experience by direct perception that what's being taught here is, is real and it's true. And then from this experience and the faith in the, in the scriptures grows. And also um, through guru. So uh, when I when I um, when I see that the the truth is coming down in a pure way from a, a real spiritual master, it's not different than receiving the truth from a, a yoga scripture. It's the same experience. I'm I'm feeling comfortable. I'm feeling like I can, like I can trust this source. You see, it takes uh, realization. It takes. Um, um, direct experience or um, a little bit of advancement on my part to be able to perceive that something that this is real or this is not real, you know. And it, so in the beginning it takes a lot of inner work, inner prayer and um, uh, surrender, in other words, surrender to God and asking God, please show me, is this true is this, or is this not true, you see? Is this real? Can I trust this? Can I trust this person? Or is he cheating me in some way, you see? So this is the system of yoga. This is how the system of yoga is received, okay? It's yoga, the word yoga, it means the union of the soul with the supreme soul. And the system of yoga is to come to this point. So right now, we're very far away from the supreme. We're trying to find happiness and insignificant sensual enjoyment and we're addicted to it and we're living in our own selfish world so we can't just purify ourselves we can't just um, uh, magically transform so this is the system of yoga and the system of yoga is is something you apply to your life and it transforms your consciousness transforms your heart and and you become uh, more and more close to God. And this is called yoga, union with God, you see? This is the purpose of it. And so, it's a very easy process, it's not very difficult. You know, people think that, that maybe it's, it's going to be a very austere, very difficult process, but it's actually very simple. It's simply the, the method at this time is simply the... It's centered around the hearing and chanting of God's, of God's names, or these mantras. And this regular association with these mantras 
purifies my heart and purifies my consciousness so I'm able to um, taste spiritual love and spiritual happiness. Does anybody have any questions on that? I would like to experience that. <laughs> well, you can. It's very easy. You just, it's a simple process. Bhakti yoga is not very difficult. But mainly in the beginning, it's coming, hearing, practicing mantra meditation. And then very quickly, you start to experience it more and more. You see? So...